0: Rub it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1169.
1: I just say you have to have a job that doesn't feel like a job and being around the cars the way I have been is that I've never really worked.
0: This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Tony Rackley. Hey Tony, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yeah mate,
1: I'm in first gear, I'm ready to roll.
0: I know, you're always ready to go. You're such an up positive guy. Love talking with Tony. Tony Rackley is responsible for the Specialties Division of Classic Automotive Relocation Services, also known as CARS in Gardena, California. CARS is a specialist in worldwide car transportation that has been helping enthusiasts for over two decades. They offer expertise and experience that ensure your vehicle arrives in perfect condition on time and with no unexpected costs. Tony grew up in South London, but you'll, you'll know that by his accident a moment here and started working in the automotive uh, as an automotive mechanic, actually, at the young age of 16. He earned a mechanical engineering degree in college and set off for the United States, where he worked on a private yacht as an engineer and traveled the world. He's worked in the automotive market selling classic cars, and he managed a 100-car collection as well, before joining Robin Grove, a future guest here on Cars Yeah, the CEO of Cars. So, Tony, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little more about your fun, car-filled career and a very obvious passion for automobiles?
1: Okay, thanks for having me, Mark. Yeah. Um, started off in South London, as you mentioned. My dad was a mechanic, so I grew up basically in a garage. And uh, he was a truck driver, so we traveled all over England. And then uh, at the age of 16, I, I started a job as a mechanic. found that I really loved it, And I went to college. As you mentioned, I got a bachelor's. But after 10 years of doing that, I was working in an area that was quite a poor area, next to a very affluent area. And I found that the affluent clientele would never speak to me, because you're probably aware that we have a class system in England. And so at a young age, I was quite perturbed about my status in life. And so I had dreams of coming to America. And just by chance, fateful evening, cold winter's night, I helped a lady in distress. And she was so grateful. She said, if you ever want to go to America, I have a place for you to stay. And that was my Willy Wonka moment. And I've been here ever since 28 years later.
0: The golden ticket. Well, see, helping people, you never know where that might lead. And I know you're that kind of guy, Tony. You, you're one of these guys that has a permanent smile on his face. I'll tell our listeners, I got to run into Tony at Rensport Reunion 6. Uh, we were up in the Haggerty booth together watching the straightaway there at Laguna Seca. He was with Robin, and I'd met Robin before on the lawn at Pebble, but I hadn't met Tony, and I got to spend a little time talking to him, and I think you're going to find him to be an exceptionally excited, uh, very vivacious. Fun guy to get to know more about today. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires spinning here on Cars. Yeah, so Tony, take the wheel.
1: Yeah, basically, I've always been open to adventures. And so my life has been basically one long adventure. And I always try to go through the mantra of work to live and not live to work. So I always make sure that I'm in a position that when I'm doing work, it actually doesn't seem like work. It feels like I'm on an off day. So being around cars and in the different environments, I've been around cars from fixing cars to selling cars to driving cars. You know, I was a chauffeur at one point in uh, Hollywood, which was quite some stories. I just say you have to have a job that doesn't feel like a job. And being around cars the way I have been is, I've never really worked.
0: Well, you're a fortunate guy, but that is. That is the secret sauce to life. And I know the company, their classic automotive relocation services, known as Cars, and and the business that Robin created and has grown along with great teammates like you, Uh, you are surrounded by the best of the best because you guys deal with really high-end specialty vehicles, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had $40 million cars go through my hands. Just recently come for the up-and-coming Pebble Beach situation. So, uh, yeah, it's We get the best that we do some of the we do the peaking to China with the Paris to Peking uh, rally. We're pretty heavily involved in that. And we're actually going to get into more rally stuff. Uh, We find that's a a lot more fun to be involved in. Logistically, it's quite a nightmare, but we can get it done. You know, we get the cars around the world safely.
0: Well, and that's no simple feat because it's not as simple as just loading a car into a trailer or an aircraft or transporter. There are all sorts of rules and regulations. I know when I I had a lot of guests here on the show during Pebble Beach Car Week from the Pebble Beach Concours, and one of them was a guest who brought over seven cars from India. And I know in some countries, getting cars in and out can be a really sticky wicket, as they say. It can You can create some really serious problems, and you can get cars stuck in countries or not be able to get them out. But you guys have been doing this so long, you can assure your customers, don't worry, it'll be there where it's supposed to be, when it's supposed to be.
1: Exactly. Robin's been doing this for 30 years, so she has. She really knows what she's doing. I mean, we have situations where, uh, like, for instance, we have a situation going into Australia now where cars with asbestos cannot be entered. So we have to, you know, play a little game getting the cars in. We have to change things out. I've got a car sitting here right now that's going to be, I've got to change out, uh, well, actually, I have Elvis Presley's, car here that needs to be the brake needs to be replaced and some of the gaskets oh. on the engine for the asbestos so wow so
0: yeah, yeah all sorts of things you don't think of exactly, you just think yeah. no big deal but yeah well that's why it's important to hire a company like cars to take care of your cherished rides well let's go back in time a little bit here tony and talk about a story that instigated your passion for cars is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were indeed a car guy
1: I can think back to a time when I was 16 and I was just started working in the garage and I'd grown up in a very poor environment. So we were, I was only really ever involved with kind of pedestrian cars, just regular bread and butter cars. I was never party to Jaguars or um, Rolls Royces and stuff like that, Mercedes, BMWs. So I remember a particular day at the garage I was working at, we worked under the arches of a train station in South London. And I remember this friend of my boss pulls in with a 19, I'm going to say 1964 220 SE. Well, it would have been an S. It wouldn't have been an E because it would have been carburetted. It was a two-door coupe Mercedes with all the chrome and the leather. And I'd never really seen a car like that up close and personal. And once I really when over the car I realized, wow, there's a whole different world I was unaware of and this luxury. And I to me I I gotta get myself towards that end of the spectrum and rather than where I was with the bread and butter four cylinder cars, you know.
0: Right, exactly.
1: Transportation stuff, you know, I wanted to get away from that.
0: When those beautiful old Mercedes it was that was back when all those cars were hand built by Absolutely. craftsmen. I mean, they're they're tanks. They're just yeah. and, and they've come up way, way in value in the last years my goodness they just become incredibly expensive but uh yeah once you get your eyes exposed to something you've never seen before all of a sudden the world kind of blossoms and opens for you right
1: absolutely yeah yeah and then from then on i just said you know what I, I need to look into more other cars and then i bmw became my fancy and i've been a bmw guy ever
0: since there you go i drive on m3 myself i love bmw's they're great great cars so that's fun next, that's next on my list There you go. There you go. Well, you need any help, just give me a call. I give you some. I've had four of them now, and uh, I love them in all respects. They're great around town cars, great track cars. I mean, they just kind of do it everything in a very comfortable way. But if you want to have some fun, you just push that little sport button, and uh, the whole car kind of changes personalities on you. So uh, hold on. Be careful. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special car. I know you've handled a lot of cars, but what about a car that was Really special f- for you. The first one that came into your life that you owned, perhaps, and maybe share a memory you have about that vehicle.
1: Yeah, that would have been my uh, my very first car, which was a Ford Cortina Mark II. It would have been about uh, 1967, I think it was. My dad had bought it for me from one of his work colleagues for, I think it was like £35. Wow. And it sat outside my house, uh, outside my work for a few weeks. Then I finally got to drive it. And on the drive home, I realized that the main bearings were gone. So, which in hindsight was probably a good thing. It acted as my rev limiter. So the, yeah. the very first few miles of my <laughs> driving life uh, couldn't be done at great speed. And yeah, that was a fun car. And then it started life as a little 1300 Deluxe. And then time I finished with it, it was a kind of tribute to a 1600E, which was the top of the line version at the time. And I had uh, twin Webbers on it, twin 40 Webers. So I had the nice Ooh. set. So,
0: yeah. The Cortina, you know, I love that car. And I believe back in the beginning of his career, Jimmy Clark raced a Cortina. Well, Mark Watts
1: uh, were his thing originally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I, there's just something. Those cars kind of akin to the 2002 BMW or the, the 510 Datsun. I mean, they have that sedan very look, boxy, but, yeah, very but there's something extra special about that Cortina though, that little winglet on the back above the rear lights, the round rear lights? I mean, oh, no, that's a Mark 1. Is that Mark? the Mark i well, I've that's got the Mark car- 1. Well,
1: okay. yeah, Mark, well, Mark 2 is just more boxier, not as attractive as a Mark 1. <laughs> well, but It came with the cross-flow engine as opposed to a pre-cross-flow engine.
0: Okay, okay. I've got my, my two Cortinas mixed up a little bit there, but I was just trying to put you in a little nicer car. That's all, <laughs> yeah, Tony. Yeah, I'd happily <laughs> take it. <laughs> well, how about Sellers or Morris? Is there a vehicle you've let go that you really wish you could Hand back actually, in your garage. It
1: was actually that cool, Tina, because I'd done so much work to it. Probably the, of all the cars I've ever owned in my life, that was the one I spent so many hand hours on. And then when I sold it, I we we started working in uh, the garage. We started working on this BMW, and it was a little three series, three two three, E twenty one. And I kind of fell in love with that car. And then I started looking on the market, and an older one could have been had for a reasonable price. So I finally saved up and bought myself a seventy six three twenty. And I remember my buddy, I paid. for this, 1,600 pound for this car. And my friend came over and purchased my Mark II Cortina off me for 150 pound. Well, on the drive home, we were going up the freeway and I couldn't lose him. And I was thinking, why did I sell that car?
0: Yeah. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh.
1: Yeah. Oh, well. Well, you know, we all have... In reality, the 70 miles an hour is a lot more comfortable in the BMW than it was in in the Ford Cortina.
0: Yeah, probably so. Probably so. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Well, I would love for you to share a little bit more with our listeners about the company that you're involved with now, because Cars is is such a unique uh, business, very, very focused, niched on helping people get cars around the world, wherever they're coming from or going to and so forth. But what are some of the things that you guys are doing that has you excited and fired up? I know when we started here, and we're on Skype, and I'm looking at one of your nice display or storage rooms back there. and. You said there's uh, an Elvis car back there, and I think you even said Elvis is still in the building. He's laying in the car. Yes. not so sure I want to know about that one, but <laughs> uh, but tell us what has you excited to fire up these days about cars.
1: Just events. I mean, uh, I find you know cars and coffees would be pre- quite prevalent here in, in Southern California, and there's always new people to meet. Uh, you would think after a, a week of being around cars, I would have enough on the weekend, but I find I'm looking – through the internet or magazines to see what's going to be happening this weekend and see what friends I can bump into. Because That's what I find the most enjoyable about the whole thing. is just the friendships I've, you know, I've been going to 20, uh, Pebble beach for 20 years now. So I've amassed quite a large friendship from around the world, you know, and I really do appreciate that.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, having just come from Rensport where you and I were there, I will say it's definitely that way. And even having been able to talk with you in person, which is unique for me, a lot of my guests I'd never get to meet. Um, so that's kind of a cool thing to get to meet somebody before I have them on the show, which is kind of fun. And now when we run into each other and shows in the future, we'll be great mates absolutely. and buddies and pals. And uh, yeah, it's like an instant bond because we both love automobiles and we have something in common to share and talk about. So it is absolutely fantastic. And I remind our listeners, if you have a car that you want to get moved, Classic Auto Relocation Services, known as CARS, C-A-R-S. Now, that was clever of Robin, wasn't it?
1: Well, it wasn't Robin. It was actually the UK. The, the, the company started in the UK about 30 years ago by two gentlemen, uh, ah. Richard, Richard Clark and Jeremy Barker. And they're the guys that put it basically put it together. And they're still involved in the company. And uh, the company's UK-based. And uh, we obviously, obviously, Robin is the owner of the uh, U.S. office. So we have two offices here: one in Los Angeles and one in New York. Uh, but we also have offices in uh, Dubai, Japan, Amsterdam, and in London. And in U- Europe, we actually have 45 trucks. So we wow. have we have Europe covered by um, uh, all our trucks. You know, so we once the car is put into my hands here, it will stay in our hands until it's delivered to
0: its destination. Very cool. Very cool. Well, learned a little bit more about your business I didn't know. So. Again, listeners, if you've got a vehicle you need moved around, I think this is the service you need to call and talk to. Well, Tony, here's a very introspective question. If you were manifested into a car, if you woke up tomorrow and you were a car sitting in your room there, your uh, your, your building, what kind of car would Tony be and want?
1: I think, um, as silly as it sounds, I think I'd like to be a Volkswagen bug purely because it's just such fun cars to drive. I mean, really are. So incredibly practical, and you cannot look at one without smiling.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you're, the, you're that kind of guy, Tony. You're just a guy who always has a big smile on his face, and uh, I think a bug suits you just perfectly. So do you guys move too ma- very many bugs around the world? Uh, not too many, actually. Uh, yeah. I've had a few microbuses
1: come in from Peru, but that's about it.
0: Yeah. They're one of those affordable collectibles. For anybody who wants to get into the collectible car world but doesn't have a big checkbook, uh you can find bugs out there, and there's a huge following of people in the v w air cooled realm that you can go find do cars and coffee car shows with i mean it's it's a rabid organization of people that are very enthusiastic so uh yeah if you uh, try,
1: if you drive a Volkswagen beetle, you totally get Porsche
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely
1: it, it's the same basic dynamics and it's just lovely,
0: yeah my I always say my first uh, my first sports car was a carmen Ghia and it was my poor man's porsche <laughs> uh very much the same as driving an old 356 so uh yeah very nicely done well tony up next is the last lap before we put the pedal to the metal let's say thank you to today's cars yeah sponsors everyone who knows me knows i'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new In addition to Premier Plush and Berber custom floor mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy to install and easy to clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at covercraft.com and tell them Market Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. All right, Tony, we're back and we're entering what I call the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? I would say uh, probably make sure that you have a good ship shipper if you're taking
1: your car anywhere else around the world because uh, you need to be in the hands of somebody that cares for the car as much as you do.
0: Absolutely. And I think I know somebody there that... Uh, uh, that I could hire, right? Cars, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, the company <laughs> you're part of
1: appropriate name company for me to work for.
0: Unfortunately. <laughs> I know, isn't it perfect? It's just I love it. Uh, if you could share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years, what would that be?
1: I think it's just showing up. I tend to go to a lot of the car shows here in town, and some can be mundane and boring, but I seem to always go. I'm good at remembering people's names, which really you know gets me in a lot of places because people. Uh especially in this town, they're all into themselves. So uh, the fact that somebody else pays attention, it, it gets me a lot of places. I, I find doors open all the time. I, I'm great at that.
0: Absolutely. Now, how about a resource? I know cars is a great resource if you want to ship your vehicle. But is there another resource that is maybe a go-to that you really like? Could be a website or an app or a supplier or a person? I,
1: I really like uh Instagram. To me, Instagram. I used to be on Facebook a lot and a little bit of uh Twitter. But to me, Instagram is instant because it's you've got a picture there. It makes it tells you the story, and then if you want to learn more, you can read. If not, you right. just flip past.
0: Yeah, I like it a lot too. And uh, it, there tends to be a lot less politics involved, and uh, absolutely, which yeah. is which is nice. You don't have to kind of wade yourself through all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's just a nice visual representation, and if you want to connect with people, that's an option too. But. I like the visual aspect of it, especially for automobiles. Now, if I could wave my magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be?
1: Probably Bill Harrah. Oh, wow. Harrah Collection. I read read some stuff about him, and uh, he was one of the instigators of this collecting industry as we know it today. You know, he, he took cars that nobody knew about and made sure that they were in the knowledge of people that should know, you know. I was quite impressed when I read stuff about him and the way he kind of originated things uh, in the restoration projects and stuff like that. So, yeah, my hat's off to him. I mean, him and Jay Leno, but unfortunately, Jay's a friend of mine, so I, I can have a drink with him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can have a drink yeah. with him anytime. There you go. Well, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read you'd like to share with our listeners that you think they would enjoy?
1: Probably California Dreaming, True Stories of Brits in L.A., only because huh? I'm in it.
0: <laughs> hey, that's cool. California Dreaming. Do you recall who wrote that book?
1: Uh, Dawn Barry. Okay. Okay. Cool. And, and you're in the book. That's yeah. pretty neat. It's basically fifty Brits and their journey to uh, why they wanted to come to America.
0: Oh wow! And Very
1: mine cool. Mine was born out of obviously uh, US TV from the early seventies, uh, chips, stuff like that. Uh, there was a movie called Convoy, a trucking movie. My dad was a trucker, so he he got me involved in trucks, and he bought me a little chrome, uh, little uh, Kenworth. And all the chrome on that, maybe you just want to come to America.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've had several guests here on cars, yeah, that are Brits that came over here and work and live here now. I know uh, we talked about Peter Gleason uh, being a mutual friend of ours, uh, Magnus Walker. Oh, a good mate, yeah. He just actually gave me—he just gave me a new name
1: um, in the British community in Santa Monica. My name is Ferrari Tony because I used to work at the checkered flag dealership and I used to all bring home Ferraris for the weekend. Well, I was just. Was with Magnus in London uh, two years ago, and he decided to give me a new name. He it's, did. What's that? Prancing Pony Tony. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even going to ask why that came from. <laughs> I oh <don't> my. Know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like him. You know, I just ran into Magnus uh, last week at SEMA, and he was actually on his way back to England, and uh, he's been posting pictures of he with his his mom and uh, his that, yeah. his family and. Uh, And I know real quickly, I want to send some really positive thoughts out to your mom. I know she's having a tough time right now, Tony. Uh, Some good loving thoughts to her uh, across the pond for her to feel better real soon. Well, I'll remind our listeners that you can find all these great resources on Tony's show notes page on the Cars website. Just go to CarsYacht.com. Type in Tony Rackley. If you type in Prancing Rackley or Prancing Tony, (laughs) I don't think that's going to work. So we'll just stick with Tony Rackley, R-A-C-K-L-E-Y. Thanks a lot, Magnus. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to, I'm going to, I'm going to, next time I see him, I'm going to poke him a little bit and uh, (laughs) see see what happens there. All right, Tony, we are up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a little bit of a doozy, especially for a guy who's handled as many cars as you have. Today, I'm going to buy you any, that's right. Any cool collector car on the planet. doesn't matter who it belongs to, where it is. I know the company who will ship it to you. So I'll, I'll give them a call and I'll make sure it's parked right in your garage, safe and sound. But here are the rules. You can only have this one car. You have to drive it. No garage queens. I want you to enjoy the car. And you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. So if you're going to pick the Ferrari GTO, that's okay. But you got to live with the car. Since you used to be known as Ferrari Tony, maybe that's the choice you want to make. But what can I buy you today, Tony?
1: Um, it would actually be a Jensen Interceptor.
0: Well, okay, now wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. I saw your uh, face reaction. <laughs> well, uh, okay. Okay. Um, no disrespect to the Jensen Interceptor fans out there. Definitely unique, uh beautiful looking cars but a little challenging to own, right? Exactly. Well, the, the
1: reason being when I was 16 and working in the in the garage, um we worked on nine of them
0: all the time. And
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah not necessarily. <laughs> but the thing was at that time, you know, I as I mentioned before, I was used to little four-cylinder cars and little little uh, economy cars and stuff like that. Nothing with any fancy pizzazz or any leather like that. So we worked on these nine cars and I just fell in love with the big V8 of America, you know, and and the sound and the fact that it had Connolly leather and and, uh, walnut burr and all this great stuff. And um, I never got to drive one until I came to America some 20 odd years later. Uh, But California is a place to own one because they don't rust. I worked on them when they were less than 10 years old and they were rotten already. I just recently had one from my friend, and who sent it over from Arizona, and it had zero rust in it. I was
0: completely blown away. Those cars were built, uh, if I get this all right, at the uh, the Kelvin Way factory in West Bromwich near Birmingham. Birmingham, Bromwich, yeah, Bromwich, Bromwich, yeah, okay, yeah, and I think they're only made for about ten years, and at mid sixties, mid seventies, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I had a friend in high school whose sister had one, and. Uh, the reason I kind of been poking a little fun at it, and we know those cars were a bit challenged sure. and they're yeah, in many ways, but very unique looking cars, and I agree with you that that the big power in that beautiful British style it, it kind of brings to me the idea of like the ISO Grifo yes. uh, you yes. know, or the Pantera, or these cars that have beautiful designs from one country but power blocks from another and can get up and go magnificent touring cars, I mean, just just brilliant.
1: Yeah, exactly. I love them. And I would know, like say California is a place to have it because of the the, uh, the climate, but also the fuel. You can afford to put fuel in it. You can't put fuel in it in, like, in England.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Expensive uh, expensive fuel costs there. Lots of taxes yeah. and so forth. Uh, well, taxes are pretty high there in California, too, on fuel. And they are up here in Washington State, but nothing like they are over in, in Europe. So uh, very nice. Well, listen, I will get to work, Tony. I'll find you a very, very nice Jensen Interceptor. I'm going to call this company called classic automotive relocation services, otherwise known as cars, to have it shipped to you. I think that'll be pretty fun. Put a big smile on your face. You have taken me on a great ride today, Tony. I knew this would be fun, and I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars yeah audience. Would you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you head up off the Coast Highway there in California in your beautiful Jensen Interceptor?
1: Yeah... Um... Keep the pedal to the metal is all I can tell you. Enjoy yourself.
0: (laughs) You know what? I think that's the key. Enjoy yourself. Uh, It's about the journey, not the destination. And in the case of cars, it's about the destination and getting to the destination. But it is the journey as well, taking care of the vehicles. As
1: as I mentioned, I've had some great friends. And I mentioned Jay. And I I knew I was in with Jay when he greeted me one day with, hello, governor. (laughs) So that's me. Okay, he knows who I am.
0: (laughs) Very nice. Well, next time I have a Brit on my show here, I'm going to start with those lines. That'll break the ice very nicely. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about Classic Automotive Relocation Services?
1: Uh, Well, you can just go to our website, which is carsusa.com, or you can call us on 310-695-6403.
0: There you go. And check out their website, listeners. It is a beautiful website. There's a lot of eye candy to look at there. Really nicely done. Very professional, just as the company is. So if you have a vehicle you need moved around, these are the people to call. And you'll find everything that Tony has shared today on his Carja yeah show notes page. Just go to carja.com, type in Tony Rackley and his page will pop right up. Tony, thanks for being so generous today with your ever present smile. Love that we're Skyping and I can actually see that smile today. I want to thank you for sharing your experiences with the Carja yeah audience. I look forward also to having Robin on the show. So listeners, pay attention. She'll be on the show in the future. She's agreed to do that. So that'll be fun to have the, uh, uh, one of your co-workers here on the show. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. You take care of your cars.